0: Let's go to the word of the Lord, Romans 8, 28. If you don't have your Bible, we'll put it on the Bible in the sky. Amen. And we know that all things work together for good. How many have this memorized? This is one of my life verses. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. It doesn't say all things are good. Notice that. It doesn't say all things are good. It doesn't say all things are sent or all things are by God's hand. Some things are done by men and evil men and God can work it together for good though. He has a purpose in our life. So all things work together for good. And there's a qualification to them that love God. Anybody love God here today? If you love God, then you have the right to have all things work for good and then you can reverse engineer and go back a little further and say i know it's going to come to good for we know we have knowledge of all things working together for good for them to them that love god and to them who are called according to his purpose i want to preach on god's good for just a few minutes here i'm a very simple man with a very simple message but if you get this in your heart today it'll change your world it'll change how you see things every time something doesn't go right you will not get upset at god or upset at those around you you will understand that god's got good for you in the end and if you trust him he will make good of all things and when he's done no man can call it bad all must call it good because he's the one that's done the work jesus help us with this word today i know you've put me in this section of scripture and i pray that it encourages somebody's heart in this place that may have come in this room and felt like i don't know how i'm going to see good out of a situation i pray you just turn that around for them today while they're sitting here you change their perspective which changes their momentum and changes their outlook that changes their victory in jesus precious name everybody said amen you may be seated in the house of the lord thank you for joining us today we will be dedicating Baby Link Mother's Day. Amen. Are we excited for new birth in the house of the Lord? It's our discipleship program. <laughs> Win them one at a time. Grow them. Grow the church one baby at a time. I'll give you my sermon in, in several points. You ready? If you got to leave early, here you go. Number one, I'm here for the good that God can bring. Number two, I'm here for God-defined good. Not what the world defines as good, but what God calls good. Number three, God's good is the real good. It's the real stuff. The devil would like to tell you that he has good for you or that there's good things out there you don't have. You have a lot of FOMO going on. You feel like you're missing out on something. The devil tries to do that to you. Tries to make you feel like you're missing out on stuff. But that's not the good. They they may call it good, but the good is God's good. It's the real good stuff. And then number four, work. he's working on the good, amen, in my life. And if it's not good yet, he's not done with it, amen? All right, have a good Sunday. (laughs) We're done. We're out here. Everybody's like, really? Really? I can stay saved on 15-minute sermons? Amen. Thank you, Brother Dean. Give Brother Dean a hand in it. Thank him for helping us so, so great. This worship team, fantastic. Sister Tanya, thank you for leading us into the presence of the Lord. Her voice is anointed by God. And her voice is anointed because of the struggle she's been through and the trust that she's had that God's gonna bring good from all of it. You don't just get up here and have anointing like that. You gotta have a life dedicated to the goodness of God. Amen? Amen. Let's go into the word of the Lord today. So... A.W. Tozer takes us out today. He said, We please God most, not by frantically trying to make ourselves good, but by throwing ourselves into his arms. That's good. We please God most, not by frantically trying to make ourselves good, but by throwing ourselves into his arms. How many know God's good is the only good in us? How many know that the Holy Ghost is the only thing good inside of us? But that Holy Ghost won't leave us where he found us, amen? I'm so glad that I know the goodness of God in the land of the living, amen? And so because I have faith in God, I know good things are going to happen, are coming my way. I believe for that because he is good. Everybody say he is good, amen? He doesn't just do good, God is good. So his very nature, his very character is held up by this understanding that God is good all the time. And we also finish that with all the time, God is good. This seems like an old message and an old statement. But because he is good, I can't help but understand that he's going to do good for me. Amen. He's going to do good. And the scripture tells us the Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his works, Psalms 145 and 9. Amen. His tender mercies are over all of his works. He monitors the good that he does, just so you know. If he does good in your life, there's a monitor. There's somebody maintaining it. His blessings do come with a little bit of a burden. How many of you ever bought a boat? Anybody bought a boat? You know, the, the, the saying is the greatest day in your life as a boat owner is the day you bought it and the day you sold it. Did you ever hear that? (laughs) Because you do all the work and people come over and just have a good time on all the work and all of your fuel costs on the lake. You do all the work. They get all the fun. Well, Jesus has done that for us, amen? Sorry for the Jesus juke there, but that's exactly what he did. He did all the work on the cross for us so that we could enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And not only that, but every good thing that he hands us, even though it comes with a burden, his burden is light. Amen. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's not like other burdens in this world where you don't always know all the consequences of trying to reach for what they say is good. And then it turns out to be something that snares you, something that holds you down or something that brings you into a place of bondage or addiction. You don't have to chase the good things of God in worry about ever being addicted or being brought low or being broken because of falling after God you can understand that when God does something good he monitors it with his mercies and his Lord and the Lord of heaven is maintenancing the good of my life in other words the burdens that come from the blessings of God are not heavy because they are taken care of from him every blessing has a burden amen it is true even the good things, even if you did get a boat, even if you did get a nice, I don't know, scooter, I don't know, something, even if you did get a nice bike, even if you did get a nice motorcycle, there's several things that happen. Number one is you have maintenance, you have responsibility, and those two things cost you time. It's going to cost you time for every blessing in your life. But when God gives you a blessing... He gives you a safekeeping in his blessing. His good also provides a stronghold in your life. The Lord is good, Nahum 1-7 says, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Nahum is given a prophetic correction to the people of Nineveh. If I remember every bit of the history, there's so much rich history in that section of Scripture. But in the middle of giving a correction, he breaks off and he says the Lord is good, a place of safety, a stronghold for the day of trouble. When you get in trouble, you have a place to run to. When you get in in a snare or a situation, you can be free from it because you have a place to run to, a stronghold. And he knoweth them that trust in him. God knows You when you put your trust in him. God understands that there is a place you need to run to, and the Lord is good to those people, and those are our people, my people, my kind of people. So Nahum says, You need to do this. And this is 150 years after Jonah. Jonah had come in and said, You need to turn, you need to turn it around. And about 150 years later, Nahum is telling the same people that fell back into sin, you need to get right with God. And he said, and just so you know, the Lord is good to you. He will be good to you if you turn your hearts to him and you can run to him. Jesus said unto them in Mark 10, Jesus also talked about the good that is God. Because God is good. Everybody say God is good. This is very basic, Pastor. I understand that. We'll get to some more stuff in a minute. And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? Look at what it says. My notes ran off on me because I touched the wrong thing. Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. And who is that? That is God. Good here is agathos in the original language, meaning benefit, useful, Pleasant, agreeable, joyful, happy, honorable. We talked last week about God wanting you to be happy. Yeah, he wants you to have good in your life. And this word translates in its root location in the scriptures to happy. I wanna be happy, how about you? I won't repeat the joy, Repeat the message of joy of the Lord last week. But how many have the joy of the Lord in your life? Joyful, happy, honorable. There's a root word that goes back even into the Old Testament, which is tobe, or tobe, in Genesis 1 and 4. It's the first time we see the word good in Scripture. It was right. It was a good thing, is what it said, in Genesis 1 and 4. It said, In the beginning, you know, you know the whole section of Genesis 1. We didn't even get four verses in, and God is calling something good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, without void, and there's darkness over the deep, and God created the heaven, and God spoke and created light, and then he said it was good, and that word good is tobe. It means both morally good and collectively good. It means even bountiful. That God's good is bountiful in your life. It means it's going to continue to be good. I love the fact that God's help is always continuous. We should sing of his goodness, amen. That's what we were doing earlier, singing of God's goodness. I choose to sing praises. Ezra three and eleven says this: I choose to sing praises of He He has done marvelous things. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because He is good. Everybody say He is good. For his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout. Even they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Every good gift, James 1.17 says, every good gift and perfect gift is from above. No, your mom didn't give it to you. No, you didn't inherit it from your dad. Every good gift came from the Lord. Amen? They may have earned it, but God gave them the health and the life to earn it. The blessing of God comes through the breath of God in their life, and God has given you every good and perfect gift, and it cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness. There's no difference in him. There's no shadow of turn. Neither shadow of turning. I'm so grateful that I know that he's going to be the same tomorrow as he is the next day. I'm so grateful that my my God's not narcissistic. He's not one day treating you good, and the next day he's making you chase after him. I'm so glad that my God is not selfish, that he doesn't have ulterior motives in my life. He only has my good in store for me. And even when I don't understand it as my good, I want to get into a mind space and a thanking in my heart and my spirit and my prayer life that says if I have to lay down my good because it's shallow and it's uneducated, I want to reach for God's amen? It depends on how you see the message today. If you look at the title and see God is good, maybe sometimes you will feel like God isn't good. I don't see good happening right now. I'm in a season of struggle. I'm in a season of difficulty. And that title will not fit your life if you look at it as God is good, because sometimes things don't happen that are good. Sometimes life is difficult. Sometimes people go into the grave. Sometimes you lose a loved one. But I want to tell you something today, as with everything that is in me, if you will change the the way you perceive that that title right there to not just God is good because sometimes he is and sometimes it feels like he's not but if you'll change it to God's good in other words I'm laying down what I think is good to take a hold of what is God's good what is his good for my life The good that he gives, because when he shows up, he brings good with him. Amen? With God, good things are always possible in impossible circumstances. With God, good things are common and coming to your life. And with God, good things are, he gives a response of good to our life. And our response is, I believe. I believe God is going to do good things in our situation. It doesn't always look good. I promise you, there's times in my life where I thought, God, where are you? Where I prayed and my prayers bounced off the ceiling and I thought, God, where is, where, where is your blessings in this moment? But when it all got wrapped up, it was for my good. It grew me, it matured me, it brought patience into my life, it strengthened me because it all worked together for good. How many have ever walked into the kitchen Gone into the pantry, took a big old scoop of baking soda, and just. <coughs> I just, that's just so good. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, good. I'm glad nobody wrecked my illustration. I figured there'd be some clown. Yeah, I do that. Do that all the time. I like baking soda. It's better than brushing teeth. It's all natural. Always somebody. You don't do that, but you will put baking soda in the cake, right? You have to put the right amount. You don't just crack eggs and doubt. Maybe some of you do. I don't know. There's some bodybuilders in the place. There's some ingredients in a cake that don't taste good together, is what I'm getting at. How many have heard this illustration before? So you know that I'm not speaking anything you don't know. I'm just saying there are some things in life that are not going to feel good when they happen. They're not going to make you want to dance for joy. It's not gonna make you think that life is puppies and and butterflies. You're gonna have things happen to your physical body. You're gonna have to go see doctors at times. You're gonna have to keep maintenance on what's going on here and around you. You're gonna have to try to love people through hard situations. You're gonna have to love people whenever you do get along. And you're gonna have to try to love people with grace and mercy when you don't get along. You're going to have to get up every morning, men, and choose your wife every single day. Ladies, you're going to have to get up every morning and choose your husband again every single day because love is not just a feeling. Love is a choice. And you have to understand that today may not be good in this relationship, but if I keep on letting God work on my life and work on my marriage and work on my family, good's going to come of it someday. Good's going to come out of bad situations situations. I stood and I watched through the glass with metal lines and as my stepdad stood in a penitentiary when I was 12 years old in Alaska and I didn't have a dad after that. I didn't know what it was like to have somebody encourage me or take my hand and say, let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to put a nail in a board. Let me show you how to run an electric drill. I didn't have all of that in life, and don't think I'm looking for sympathy right now, but I can tell you this. Even though that was taken out of my life, God put his own stamp on my life as the Father of heaven. He replaced everything I lost with something good, and in the end, it's all for the good. Remember the story of a missionary? Tragic story, went into a jungle area and he took his wife and his daughter and his daughter got jungle fever. She passed away six months in to their missionary stay and he was so broken, And he was so upset that he said, we have to leave. And he left. But on the way out, his wife also got sick. And she died. And for the rest of his life, he was bitter against God. I went to do something for you, Lord. I was trying to do good for you, Jesus. And this is how I get repaid. This is how it turns out for me. He was so upset with God. And he was so bitter. He said, I'm never going to live for God, walk with God. I'm done with this whole thing about Jesus. But while they were there, the six months they were there, the people in the tribe were not allowed to go and visit. They couldn't even bring them the gospel like they thought they were going to do, because the tribal leader, who was a who who was a sorcerer he said, I I will let nobody go up and talk to them. The only thing that can happen is the little boy and the tribe and the community could take the groceries each week up to this family and deliver the groceries. But while he was delivering the groceries, they delivered something of their own. They delivered the gospel to that little boy. And that 11 year old boy shows up at this man's nursing home after the bitterness had ate him away all of his life. And he walks in, he says, you don't know me, but I was the little boy that brought your family groceries every single week, and you lost your daughter, and you lost your wife. But to this day, that whole community, tribe, and area has the largest growing church in the area because I'm their pastor, because you brought me the good news of the gospel. You changed the area. You changed the world because you were willing to step aside from the things that were good. And a tear fell down his face, and he broke in that moment, and he gave his life back to God. What can happen if we know that the good that comes from God comes from serving him even if we don't see good. He can make ashes into artwork. He can make your pieces into masterpieces. Do you hear this preacher today? He, would not, he wouldn't interrupt. He wouldn't stop doing what he was doing even though the man had turned his heart away from God. He continued to work on the good that he planted in that community until the largest church of that area, whole community was saved. And I'm thankful to God that I know that he does good work. He does good work even when you give yourself to him and you get bitter and you walk away. God's still chasing that soul. God's still chasing that person. He'll run them down and he'll love them to death, amen? Until they take their last breath, there is hope for that individual because while we're breathing, we can turn back to God. You wouldn't interrupt a master painter while he's making a masterpiece just because you didn't understand the color that he put on the canvas. No more should we do the same to our Lord and God who is doing a work and a masterpiece in our life. We should let his reputation live in our life and let him bring artwork out of our daily living because his artistry has a history of making masterpieces. And he does it out of humans, not just on canvas. So it is true, when we start telling the Lord how some things in our life should look, it's not good, Lord. Guess what, he's not done with it yet. He's just not done with it yet. There was a man that was giving a service, they were having a revival service, a woman came up to him, and they were coming up for prayer, and how many believe in coming up and getting prayed over? How many know that prayer is eternal and it makes a difference? Amen. So he came, she came up and she was tearful, and she said, Preacher, do you have a word for me from God? I was praying and the Lord told me you'd have a word for me. And this pastor was on the spot. And he did, he, you know, he hears from the Lord. The Lord speaks to him at times and he didn't know what he was gonna do. And he said, Lord, she really believes that you got a word for her through me. I need you to give me this word. And the Lord said, spaghetti. <laughs> and he said, Lord, I've got a ministry and a reputation you're about to mess it up. You want me to tell this woman who's in depression, who has told me that I believe the Lord's going to give you a word that's going to break my depression, and you want me to tell her spaghetti. Now, I understand a good Italian meal can really do some difference, <laughs> but this is not what's going on here. And he said, you're not going to believe this. She said, just say it. Just say it. Whatever the Lord's, t- just say it. And he said, okay, I don't want to, but I'm going to. This is what I'm hearing from the Lord. I have one word. It's spaghetti. She teared up, and she broke down right in front of him. She said, she just held her finger up, and she ran away. She went and got her husband. She said, she brought him back up. She said, tell him what you you said. (laughs) And he's like, now I got to say it twice? I mean, this is really getting bad. He said, well... I prayed, I asked the Lord to give me a word and all he said was spaghetti and the, old, and the man just went, he goes, that was my daughter's favorite meal. That was the meal she had before she had an accident and the Lord took her home and the Lord just through you told us that she's okay. She's in his hands. I'm telling you, I don't mean to cry. I'm not trying to turn on waterworks just to get an impact. But hear me. God will get to you however he's got to get to you. If you won't hear it through anything but spaghetti, he'll say spaghetti to you. Now, we're all going to go to an Italian restaurant afterwards, and someone's going to buy me a spaghetti dinner. I feel the word of the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) That is not from the Lord. Just to be corrected, I I don't want to be wrong. So it's true, he starts telling us the things that he wants to do in our life and sometimes they're not comfortable so he just does them anyways. And he's not done with it yet. He's still working on it. He has a track record, brothers and sisters. In fact, I can go further. Because he is good, his character requires that he finishes the work good. His very nature requires that if you surrender it to Him, He's got to finish it good. Or else He's not a good God. He can take my sin stains and rain grace on it and wash my soul, and I come out of the waters of baptism with a saved soul, sanctified, washed in His blood. What problem do you have today that's greater than the saving of a sin sick soul? What struggle? Or, circumstance do you have in this moment that is a bigger problem than saving a lost soul? And he did it by kicking out the end of a grave. He literally walked in and took hold of death by the throat and shook him. <laughs> Said, You're not gonna hold my people bound anymore. I think he's got a track record. How about you? He can work it all together for good. I once was lost, but now I'm found. We celebrated that. Why? Because he can work it for good. He can do that. He can make good things in situations that are not good. He defeated death with death. Do you ever think about that? He defeated death with its stuff. He took its best tool and beat it about the face and head. (laughs) He literally ran over The enemy with his own tactics and died on the greatest torture device ever developed in Rome and he did it all so that he could come out of the grave. He defeated the grave by walking out of the grave, amen. He proved his love by giving his life a death-defying love. He wrote in his own scars, brothers and sisters, what do you... God, what do you have today? Is there anything bigger? Is there anything lower? Is there anything more hopeless than death? But he has made hope for us through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If he can do that well, he can do you well. He can answer your prayers. He can benefit and bountifully bless you. He's a good God, but his goodness is present with him. He's a God of good. It's God's good that I want. I've come to preach this this morning. God can be trusted to bring your life into something beautiful. I'm trusting in God's good because he is done so good. Everyone has no choice when they see when he's finished, they will call it good. You ever had somebody have something that they thought was good and you're like, yeah, but (laughs) really You know, there's different perceptives. I took my daughter to a car show, and there was people just whoa falling over in the grass over this one car. And my daughter's like, meh. But we go to another car and they're like, she's like, mmm, that's nice. Why? It's just what you call good. Everybody has their own definition of good. But when God gets done with it, nobody goes, meh. Nobody goes, really? But did you, though, have good? No one's going to second guess his good, is what I'm saying. His good is classified by him because he's got the right to classify good. Have you ever had one of those label guns? Have you ever seen one of those price tag guns that they used to have with the big wheel on it, and you typed in the price, and you and then ripped off the label and stuck it on something? You have the opportunity to label things what you want them to be. You can either call it bad and always bad or you can call it waiting on God to finish his good. It may not be it may be in limbo. It may not be good right now, but you can just go ahead and label it and call it something different. I wanted to introduce you to the fact that he took death Friday and turned it into good Friday. He took things that would not come to good and made them good. The difference is not your good. It's versus, it's his good. It's not our good. It's his good. See, the reason some give up is because they were told that God is good all the time and they don't see God being good all the time. Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus and wept. You know why? Not because Lazarus was gonna stay dead, but because he knew every person that would stand at a grave for a loved one because sin entered the world. I believe he was weeping. He was gonna raise Lazarus in a matter of minutes. Why is he crying? It seems so fake. I mean, literally. I don't, I'm not diminishing or, or taking away from the authority of the word of God right now. Understand, why would you stand and cry at a grave from a man you're about to call out? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, take the grave clothes off him. The guy needs to breathe. And out comes Lazarus hopping out, and he was just crying over his death. I believe that Jesus knew every single person that would spend their days saying goodbye to somebody, but knowing that there's gonna be future good when you meet them again in glory, amen? That he's going to go to a cross, he's gonna go through a grave, and he's gonna come out, and he's gonna call it good. Easter is our celebration of the greatest good that ever happened to mankind. It's the greatest story ever told because he did it. And all call his resurrection good. Everyone calls it good. The scriptures, I've given proof to you today, this morning. But what it doesn't seem to go our way, it seems like a lie that God is good and it's never been a lie. It's just he's still working on it. Everybody turn to somebody next to you and say, he's still working on me. What if it helped you to change the statement to look at that apostrophe different? That What that apostrophe represents is it is, not only is he good, but he possesses good. And when he shows up, his good is given. Once a statement, God is good, the other, God's good is a revelation in your life. God's, I want God's good. Meet in a rectangle room, sure, I want God's good. However, meet at the movie theater if we have to next, in a couple of weeks, Whatever. I want God's good. Meet in a new building if you opens, Whatever. I want God's good. I don't know what the good is. I'm kind of living in limbo, but if I knew everything, I wouldn't have a reason for faith. Faith actually starts working when you don't know what's coming next. When you don't know how it's going to turn out for good. When you look at it and you can't see how this can turn around. When you're judging at halftime and you're like, I don't know how we're going to get out of this game, with a win, that's when Jesus steps in. That's when the revelation of his good can come to my life when I surrender everything to him. So even when your faith is low, you can still believe in God's good to come to your situation. Nothing that is in, nothing that scripture promises that would be good to, I'm going to have to read that again, nothing in that scripture promises that it would be your good. Everything in that scripture promises is that it will be God's good in your life. So life can hurt. Tears can fall. It can keep you up at night. It can take you from the things that you love the most at times. Life can kick you and hold you down. But there is no place for hopelessness in the heart of the man or woman of God because when God steps in, it changes everything, brothers and sisters, because the good I'm preaching about is not defined by circumstances or situations. The good that I'm talking about is not a classification given by man. The good I'm preaching about belongs to the Lord. It is His. When the scripture says the peace of God that passes all understanding, peace of means that it belongs to the person it's talking about. Peace of God means it's a possession of God. Same is with the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. His own good, or he owns the good. It belongs to him. His good can set you free from spiritual apathy. His good can deliver you from bitterness of life's catastrophe. Catastrophes. where you see that apostrophe can change everything about your apathy and your catastrophes. It all is what the apostrophe represents to you. Is it just a statement of God is good and sometimes he's not? Or is it a statement of I want God's good every day of my life? Even if I don't understand where I'm headed, I will be Abraham and I will leave out in trusting in the Lord. If life was easy... You wouldn't need a comforter. But Jesus said, I have to go away. That the comforter can come. If this were easy, brothers and sisters, we wouldn't need comfort. If we were supposed to live in a comfort zone, the Holy Ghost would be pointless in our life. Do you understand that? If it was all going to be good all the time, you just got saved and you skipped and whistled. I got to quit this sermon. It's getting worse as we go. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do good. Just, I surrender this to God's good, right?
1: Now.
0: <laughs> While I wait for the bad things to be forever changed, I'm going to praise him because he inhabits the praises of his people, and he brings good when we need it right on time. So don't mind me if I live with laughter in my heart and I live with joy in my step because I live a little different apostrophe than somebody else. It's a revelation that God's good is going to happen. If Jesus is here, something good is about to happen. (laughs) Amen, somebody. It's God's good. (sighs) Can he make good out of things? He sure can. Yeah, yeah, he can. He can silence shame that won't shut up. This is the God we serve. He can silence shame. He can remove regrets that won't go away. He can take mistakes and turn them into miracles. Does anybody else have anything else offering that to you right now? There's nothing like our God. There's nothing like our Lord. He's, he's able to take the greatest sin into the deepest grace. <laughs> Where sin abounds grace much more abounds there's no hope for this world right now pastor all we're seeing. please in Jesus name shut up <laughs> be quiet in Jesus name because where sin abounds it's like brother pastor do you see the sin abounding in our world we are gonna get a revelation of the depth of grace We're going to get a revelation of how God can make good out of all this. He's a God who can turn it around. He can make new mercies out of every old wound. He's a God who's good enough. We haven't even seen the likes of what he can do. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you haven't seen nothing yet. And then turn to your other neighbor if there is one on the other side and say, I'm after God's good. Because if he defines it, he can make it. Brothers and sisters, I haven't experienced all the good that God's gonna do in my life yet. But I have experienced some amazing things. And I love him for it. Would you stand with me today? This, I know, this has to be a decision that we make. It's not an easy decision, I know that. I love being filled with the Holy Ghost. It keeps me happy, keeps me exuberant. <clears throat> but even that is just a taste of what's to come. Even that is just the earnest, it's a little bit of our inheritance. So God's best work in this earth is only the beginning of what he wants to do in our life. He's not done with us yet. There's good, but then there's God's good. <laughs> there's, there's good, but then he's got a greater good. He's got the good good, just so you know. I chose be on the side of the people that say what if. Not what if it goes wrong, not what if it goes bad, but I want to be on the side of the people that says what if God's good can step into this situation. What if people are people that say I know there are difficulties, I know there are troubles, but what if I prayed God's good into a situation I know a family member may be on drugs, but what if I prayed them out of that? I know the month has run long and the money runs short, but what if this is an opportunity for God's good to show up on my behalf? Where my faith believes is where God can show up. God can do it. God can do it. If he owns it, then he's responsible for it. I want to just take a minute today and ask you, where do you need to surrender? something from the lord if you surrender it he will take responsibility for it and bring good out of it every eye closed right now you don't have to bow your heads but i'm just going to pray a prayer over you in this moment and i'm going to ask the lord to use this prayer to bring you through some things that you've been struggling with because the spirit of the lord can settle you he can bring the peace of god that is good for you into you your life your family your prayers And so as we pray, would you just maybe take the hand of a person next to you if there's somebody by you. I speak to the lie right now in the name of Jesus. Every eye closed if you can pray. I speak to the lie, truth, in the name of Jesus. I speak to the fear, hope, in the name of Jesus. I speak to the brokenness, wholeness, in the name of Jesus. I call out the good by calling on God right now. In the name of Jesus, I call for good to come to everyone's life. If there's someone in here with a negative bank account right now, I pray that God's blessing shows up even this day, even Monday, and fills your hope in your heart with reassurance that God is watching over you and God is good. I'm calling out the devil out of every family member and relationship, not because I believe I can fight him, but I'm calling on the life and the power of Jesus Christ to do a work in family members. I'm not going to fight you, enemy. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. I'm calling you out by calling on God because you are good, Jesus. You will do the work. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. He can move mountains. Lord, you can split seas. You can raise the dead. Today, we imagine the good you can do, and we surrender it right now. Come on, just surrender anything to the Lord. If you have a child that you worry about, if you have a family member that's concerning you, if you have a heart-sick longing to see a loved one, surrender that to the Lord. If you can surrender it to him just surrender is all you have to do the angel armies of god will show up and they will touch you and they will heal you and they will drive away insecurities that try to creep up and they will drive away any doubts and let you feel the love of god in this very moment jesus is here and we want to call on the good would you stand to your feet if you're in this place And would you bring your wife or your family or someone with you to this altar? And would you surrender everything to them? Would you call on the Lord for a minute and just reach for heaven? Jesus, we need you. I surrender my marriage. I surrender my children. I surrender my hopes and dreams to your good, not my good. I'm going to pursue the best good I know, but Lord, would you direct our steps today? Come on, our response is, I believe. I believe, Jesus, that you can do good in my life. I believe he's going to work it out for good. I believe he's working on it. I believe. I believe. Come on, just lift your hands toward heaven and just say, I believe, God. I believe, God. I believe, God, for the good that you're going to bring. I believe, God, for the good that you're going to bring. I believe, God, for the good that you're going to bring. Hallelujah. How many are going to just let him work? How many are going to let him work right now in Jesus' name? You're making a commitment to the Lord. He's working on it, and I'm going to let him work. Amen. Let's sing about the goodness of God. Let's celebrate him for a minute. Let's go away happy in Jesus' name. He's working all things together for good. Put your hands together and celebrate with... Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth
1: forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever.